you're recording, are you not? Yes, I am. That's what I just did, Ben Boychuk. Thank you. And I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to Ben Stein. I'm Judah Friedman, and I want to thank everybody for joining us. Hey, wait a minute. Where did that end? Wait, wait. Where did that end? And Judah Friedman come from? Supposed to be the world according to Ben Stein. I did say that. It's supposed to say, I am Judah Friedman. I am the host, moderator, and producer. I, I, I did say I'm Judah Friedman. Okay, never mind. I said, okay, welcome back to the world according to Ben Stein. That is you. I'm Judah Friedman, the moderator. Thank and more than that, the host, producer, genius behind it. Yes, thank you. And if this yes. is your first time, please subscribe to the YouTube <laughs> channel at the world according to Ben Stein. Like us on Facebook at the world according to Ben Stein. And follow us at Parlor at Ben Stein. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your enemies. Just tell them, damn it. And joining us once again is the other Ben, Ben Boychuk, Managing Editor of American Greatness. Good to see you again, Ben. It's good to be back under the circumstances, even. Happy to be here. Yeah, and um, quite the circumstances. And welcome, of course, our resident historian and Nixon trivia king, Louis Esoteric Fine. A real genius, an extraordinary genius. Good to see you, Louis. That's, that's great inflation for you. And, no, um, and I just want to, you know, um, the, just have to start with this because everybody out there is going nuts right now, is frightened. And, you know, we've been dealing with, for the, for the past four and a half years, we've been dealing with the phony Ru Russian collusion scandal, lives ruined, then a fruitless special counsel investigation, endless lies and slanders in the media, impeachment, all in the course of four years. And we're not allowed to investigate an obvious election coup, as you brought up to me today, for a few weeks. We have a coup on our hands, and we are not allowed to bring up that maybe the- A coup d'etat, it's actually happened in America. A coup d'etat actually happened in America. Yeah. I mean, in your lifetime, do you ever think you would see a coup to this extent? I didn't think I'd see one as bald-faced and um, unashamed as this one, theft, clear theft, like a bank robber walking into a bank with a shotgun, uh, saying, by the way, everybody, why don't you videotape me doing this? Walking off with a great deal of money, then going into the Bentley dealer, shooting the Bentley dealer, taking a car, and then walking down the street saying, or driving down the street saying, I'm rich, look at me, look at my money, look at my Bentley dealer. This has been an outrage where the, there's, there's no shame in this society anymore, even for people who steal an election. Terribly sad, terribly sad. Yeah, something miraculous has happened, which is that even during this, American business, not owned by the state, actually owned by human individuals and groups, is still chugging along, providing us food, gasoline, uh, electricity, all kinds of things that we need. So it's miraculous to me that in the midst of a coup d'etat, uh, the society runs so far, fairly well. Yes, we have lost freedom of speech. Yes, we've lost freedom of thought. But there's plenty to eat. Oh and um, yeah, go ahead, Ben Boychuk. I see you. Well, um, I will mostly concur. And I, I want to point something out, a couple things out. Um, we still have some free speech to the extent that we have it on Parler. It hasn't been co-opted yet. Yes, very true, very true. 
But the other thing, I, and I, I want to make a point before we go too much farther, which is to differentiate between the tone of the conversation that we had on Tuesday night and the tone of the conversation we're likely to have tonight. Uh, but, one, and I, but, but there's one thing that it has in common. On Tuesday night, uh, we were fairly optimistic. We weren't entirely sure how it was going to go. Judah was fairly pessimistic at the beginning of the hour or, and, and somewhat positive by the end of the hour. And then as the night went on, uh, we had reason to be pessimistic again. Um, after the last few days worth of news and, and the news today in which basically the Associated Press usurped the Electoral College and, and declared a victor in the presidential race, um, <clears throat> we're uh, quite pessimistic. What these, both of these things have in common or ought to have in common, and this is something that I tried to emphasize on Parlor this afternoon, is that we must not despair Despair is a sin. Despair counsels inactivity and surrender. And this is something we must not do. We have to figure out, first of all, it's very confusing right now and everything is unclear and there's a lot that can still happen. But regardless of what happens, despair is not and never shall be an option. If anything, what this tells us is Politics is not, it reminds us anyway, or it should remind us, politics is not a spectator sport. Politics is about action. Action. Not sitting back and living our lives on social media, not relying on, on people on Fox News telling us what we may or may not want to hear, although that's clearly changed. It's action. We're obliged as self-governing citizens to act. And you know, we still have options. What those options are exactly, uh, some of them are not yet clear. But, but to say it's over, like over, over, is, is, is wrong. And so I, I wanna emphasize to everybody watching this, and I think everybody on this panel would agree with me, despair is a sin, and we cannot indulge in that sin. Well, right, we'll let Ben Stein actually respond to that because he's. I, I could, could not agree more. I was being visited this afternoon by a young woman from Korea uh, who's very, very interested in the American political system. And she's a student at uh, Pepperdine, a school I'm very closely connected with. And uh, she said, this, this can't be happening in America. She said, uh, I feel sick about it. And I said, well, but you are starting out as a presence on the internet, a very, very teeny, teeny, tiny presence, to be sure, tiny little women, but it'll grow. And uh, I said, Winston Churchill said, a man, and he might've said a woman too, in his 20s, 30s, is obliged to act, to get into the arena and do something, not sit back and complain or, or whine, which I do a lot of, by the way, but get into the arena and act. And Nixon used to say that all the time. The heroes are not the spectators or the critics. The heroes are the people in the arena. And we can all get in the arena, and I think we should. And I, I'm hoping it will. I live in the heart of Beverly Hills, in a house I can't even remotely afford anymore. But in a house, a neighbor is very, has way beyond what I can afford. Anyway, and around us are many, many Trump demonstrators in trucks, beeping with big banners, and also a fair number of African-American young people doing so what I'm guessing is some kind of African-American tribal dance. And, 
and uh, back and forth around the street, one group honking and shouting at the other, and the Colombian people honking, the African Americans shouting. And uh, I said to my wife, my wife, or I think someone said this week, maybe Judith did, it's like civil war here, it's like civil war. And uh, we are, whether like we would like it or not, we're in it. Whether we want to be in it, in it or not, we're in it. Yeah, but to, to, so people understand, uh, I'm not going to disclose Ben and my location, um, or Lewis's for that matter, but we're in an area right now where uh, there are a lot of horns blasting, a lot of helicopters overhead, and we are in the heart of, uh, of uh, a certain part of uh, a town that ends in the name Hills. And there are a massive amount of Trump supporters out there. And, um, and I just want to tell everybody, I just want to give people an update. Don't give up, like Ben said, and don't despair. Parler had over 1 million new users today. It's the number one downloaded app. So if people are having issues with Parler, that is the biggest reason, is because people are deciding to leave Facebook, to leave Twitter, to leave these places where we're, we're, we're being censored. And so if, if you're having a rough time with Parler and it's a little slow, just go easy because it's, it, it's, it's, it's going to come. And um, on that, I know Lewis had a very important question he wanted to ask you, sir. Yeah, this is for Ben Stein. Yes, sir. We can just start with Vietnam and go forward, and I'm going to be very quick. No, 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 we, were told, we were told to believe the body counts. We were told to believe the... Gulf of Tonkin. We were told to believe WMDs. We were told to believe companies were too big to fail. We were told to believe that we have systemic racism. We are told still. Now it's called systematic racism. racism. Oh, no, it was systematic. Now it's systemic. No, no, but Biden just today called it systematic. Oh, well, he doesn't know the difference between the two. Be that as it may, and now we're told to believe the outcome of this election. When do we stop believing? It's a great question. Very good question. Well, I've, I've stopped believing some time ago uh, and uh, certainly don't believe now. But look, we don't even know. The government hasn't even said who won. So... Do I believe Fox News? Well, I love Fox News. I used to appear on it extremely frequently, and I love Fox News, but I don't believe their account is necessarily true. Uh, the Associated Press has been around forever. Uh, I don't necessarily believe they're true. I bet if you went back through their announcements and uh, predictions over the years and centuries, probably by now, you'd find a great many that were not true. Uh, so I don't uh, believe any of this, and I, I certainly don't believe that we should be counting the votes in states where there was clear, unequivocal fraud, which we discussed last night, unequivocal fraud, not, not a possible allegation of fraud, real, true fraud, where the results can only be explained by fraud. We're, we're still counting those votes as legitimate. That's insane. My friend from Korea said to me, how can this be happening? I said, because they're counting the votes of people who don't exist, they're counting the people of votes of pe votes people who never existed and also counting the votes of people who are 200 years old. So, I mean, some, something is seriously wrong. Um, Let me ask you, I, I just have a follow-up there. Yes, sir. You can argue with the religious, including the politically religious. You can debate people of different religions and within religions, Christians, Catholics, Jews, and Christians. How do you have a civil conversation or attempt 
to reason with someone who is who has blind faith in the outcome of this election? Uh, you remember the album Blind Faith? I know nothing about music. Okay, All right, I do. Well, it was a great album cover. Anyway, it was a great album. Um, I don't have blind faith in anything anymore. Uh, I don't have. I don't have blind faith in Mr. Trump. I don't have. I certainly don't have blind faith in Mr. Biden, who, as Tucker Carlson so brilliantly said, is simply a media hologram created by uh, big business and uh, the left working together. He, he doesn't really. He doesn't really exist. He does not really exist. He, he exists only as a puppet of these uh, of powers much greater than he is. And those are scary powers. Um, but uh, I don't believe anything about blind faith anywhere. And I must say this election has been a very devastating experience. But as I, uh, as I tell Judah all the time, it was even worse in 1974 when Nixon was kicked out of office for no reason at all. And, and you, Lewis, who are really, really, really well educated about history, really, really, really well educated about history, even you, I think, cannot point out a single really serious crime that Nixon committed under the rubric of Watergate. I mean, trivia, yes. Serious stuff, no. No, and, 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 and somebody actually asked a question, and, um, and you know, it's very sad, you know, Ben, the Fox News of, your, of all our youths or days is no longer that same Fox News. It's just not to many people. Um, Many people are outraged that Fox News called Arizona when nobody else called Arizona. And uh, we still don't have the counts. But somebody had a question, and I don't think you know this, but I think you'll find out Monday, but I want people on YouTube to see we are responding. And it was, do you think Trump has the team in place to fight this? And, uh, if, if he doesn't, uh, he's an idiot. Because he should have by now in fact, months ago, have assembled a team of absolutely top-notch trial lawyers and investigators to go over this entire subject. I mean, if, if he had, the Republicans, we Republicans do deserve to lose this election if we don't have a, a major team of major lawyers, and I mean really smart ones, uh, going over everything having to do with this and filing every possible kind of paper you can file. When you're a criminal, if you're in prison, you file a different lawsuit every day. We're not criminals. We have access to great deal, a great, great deal of money. Why aren't we filing a new lawsuit every day in every state and every county having to do with the votes? In every state and in every county having to do with a new lawsuit every day. Eventually, if you throw enough of them against the wall, spew them stick. And if you just tuned in, you are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. That is Ben Stein, of course, and Ben Boychuk. Can you please tell people how to find us? Now more than ever, <laughs> find us and subscribe to us on YouTube um, as long as they'll have us. Uh, you know, um, Like us on Facebook, even though Facebook is likely to become increasingly inhospitable. Nevertheless, like us on Facebook at the world according to Ben Stein. And then sort of the, the refuge of social media for folks like us, Parlor at Ben Stein. I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to Ben Stein. And Ben, I want to touch on something Lewis brought up, which is, um, and take it a little further, which is how could any of us have any faith in the Republican Party? How well, could- I have, I, 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 what, what, A saying, uh, which I'm sure some of you know, and some don't, which is we don't have anything better. 
We, we wish we had something better, but we don't. What we need is a balls out Republican Party. We don't have that. We have a balls out president. We love him, but we do not have a balls out Republican Party. It is to me, now I think uh, my, my fellow Ben over here said it's a sin to be despairing. I would say it's been, if, if in fact the Republicans do not have major legal teams in place in every state filing lawsuits already, that's a sin. I mean, that, I, we, we really do deserve to lose everything if we don't, can't do that. I mean, that, that's, that's a joke it's so easy to do. I mean, my wife and I are both lawyers and we, we could start filing lawsuits ourselves. We know somebody else that can. Yes, we, our friend Larry Clayman could. He should, could and should. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that they don't have top-notch legal teams already in place. So I'm sure he does, and we'll find out, out more about that on Monday when I think Trump is going to go, as you said, balls out um, and go scorched earth on everybody. Um, but I want to get back to Ben Boychik, um on this topic of, uh, and I think Lewis just raised a great point about believing because I, I look at these Republicans and I have a really hard time right now. Like, where are they? It's like oh, everybody yeah. is MIA. I want yeah, to put bill cartons. I have a point and I want to make a follow-up after that. Yeah. And one of the things is, um, Ben Stein, you were there for the catastrophe of, of Watergate. Um, and at that time, you know, there was, there was a big to do, but you know, Nixon regarded the media as an enemy. And they were. As yeah, a, they were and they are, and, and they remain so. And, but, yeah. I, but the point I'd like to throw at you is this. Um, 20 years ago, which was Bush v. Gore and, the, and, and that whole thing uh, with, the, with the highly contentious uh, 2000 presidential election, which was, came down to 500 or so votes in Florida, um, the, you still had some trust in the mainstream press. It was beginning to ebb considerably, but you still had some. Now, there's there's really virtually no trust in the mainstream press but 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 my my i guess my question for you is um well like a question more of a statement slash question if if we were living in something like the high trust society that we even had still in 74 when watergate went down do you think this would even be happening because i don't think so well, may I say that in 74, I guarantee you the people I worked with in the executive office building next to the White House didn't have much trust in the press. But Americans my did. My father had no trust in the press at all. And my mother, God rest her soul, would have committed murder against some of the more famous uh, journalists involved in this case, cheerfully and without a second thought. But uh, I, I think there was some belief in the media, but not, not that much. But look, that's all we have. we have. We have a gossipy neighbor shouting us all day long over a megaphone. Like yeah. crazy, never stops. It is the Nazi state, the Soviet state, over and over again in the media. There's only one voice. It's the voice of the left. They say it over and over and over again. We are very, very lucky to have this platform. Very blessed. How long we'll have it, I'm not sure. The powers that be will certainly want to take it away from us. Uh, Please watch now while you can. Uh, I don't think there's much trust in the press now, and I don't think there was much trust in the press then. But there was, but there, but again, on the left, 
there was complete trust in them because the left was the press. The left controlled the press and the left controlled the Congress. And the Republicans then, if you want to talk about pussies, wow, were the Republicans in Congress pussies. It was unbelievable. It was a joke how weak they were. Just a joke. Well, certainly, I mean, the media certainly has done a fine job of delegitimizing themselves. My other thing, the, the follow-up point I wanted to make, a question I kind of wanted to ask is, when we talk about balls out Republicans, I mean, I think one of the things I think we might be able to agree upon, I think we can agree upon, is that um, uh, the, the establishment Republican Party never liked Trump, hated Trump. Um, Mitch McConnell got a lot out of, out of Trump and, and Trump got some things out of, out of Mitch judges maybe, but, um, beyond that there, there was never, you know, on the establishment side of things, the, the McConnell, Paul Ryan, you know, Jeb Bush wing, which remains very powerful, very prominent in the establishment side of things, never cared for Trump. And, and that's probably the reason why you're not seeing any very few prominent Republicans stepping up and speaking out because they're happy to be rid of them. But maybe what they don't understand in terms of, of balls out anything, political courage in any meaningful way, is that we're in the middle of a realignment. And that the idea that you're going to just write off 71 odd million Trump voters and think that they're gonna come back happily into the fold and embrace the status quo of say Mitt Romney and, and the late John McCain is, idiocy and yet that seems to be what they're thinking and so i mean your point is brilliant absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant but again uh it's if if in fact they're being passive because they don't like his personality or something about him they're making a terrible mistake because we're not going to get another candidate who appeals to the people in the pickup trucks uh the way he does I, and there's nobody i see out there who's anything, anything like that. I mean, we're not gonna get a personality as powerful as Donald Trump's, uh, at least I don't see one on the horizon anywhere whatsoever. And we are making a terrible mistake not supporting him to the last man. And, and I will add, I think had the Republicans in Congress in 1974 supported Nixon to the last man, fought to the last round, I don't think Nixon would have been kicked out. They gave up very, very early. Why? why our Republicans don't say we're going to do everything we can to keep Trump there is a mystery to me, except again, they're not very smart. Long ago, Mr. Nixon, I'm, I'm writing a book about Nixon, so I'll tell you this one story about Nixon, which is that Nixon told, my father was a much, much, much higher official at the White House than I was, no, no comparison. And my father used to have long talks with Nixon. And what Mr. Nixon said at one point to my father was, you have to remember Herb, that uh, your average Republican congressman isn't fit to be dog catcher. And uh, that is, uh, was so incredibly true then. And I, I think there's some truth to it now. And if they were out there fighting their heads off, I think we would have a very different attitude in America today. And before we get to Lewis, I just want to explain because Ben Stein's father is a true American hero. There's yeah, actually but- a law named after him. It's the Herbert Stein law, Ben, if you could tell people that law. Uh, if, if, if something cannot go on forever, it will stop. And he was actually the, 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 the chairman of the- um, Council of Economic Advisors. The Council of Economic Advisors. He was a true American hero. He saved, he helped save Israel's economy. He helped save the US economy. He was an absolute genius and a great man. 
and God bless you, that. And um, America and other places owe a great, a big, great debt to him. So that's well, you're very, very, very kind. It touches me very much. And but it's, and I speak the truth, uh, Lewis. I know you have a few, a couple questions. I've had many laws passed against me. <laughs> uh, Megan McCain's law. That's, What's uh, that? Still, what is that? It's still it's it's still in uh it's it's got the conference. Question. What is fascism? Because I've heard a lot about it, that we have a fascistic president, that we've just concluded in an election that will result in the overthrow of a despot. What is fascism? Do we have a fascist president? Of course not. Fascism, fascism refers to an ancient <clears throat> Roman weapon, which was an axe surrounded by a group of reeds or, or bamboo sticks or something, some kind of sticks. I don't know what kind of sticks. And uh, that symbol, that, that was used as a weapon because you could take off the sticks and whip someone with them. But then, and if he was a really bad person or considered really bad, you could chop his head off with the axe. <clears throat> but uh, that was adopted as the symbol of Mussolini's fascist party in Italy. And they came to power approximately in 1922 and uh, Hitler actually was a great admirer of them and used, modeled himself on them, called his party also a fascistic party. But in America, there never has been a fascist party. And now a, a fascist in America is anyone that the left doesn't like. That's uh, simple. But of course, nobody in America, <clears throat> except a few people knows any history, so don't, don't really know what a fascist is. I, I got a letter from a young woman I know, a very, very sweet young woman who used to be a waitress at a restaurant, I go to a lot in North Idaho, and she said, uh, well, what about Trump being fascist? And I said, that's just, that's a joke. It's like saying he's a man from the moon, and he's the least fascist person in the world. But it goes to show you what Lewis is bringing up, is that everything they've called Trump, they are yeah. themselves. Mm -hmm. Every single thing. I mean, if you look at, on social media, what AOC and what all these people are calling for, I mean, there are Republicans, there are Trump supporters that are scared tonight. They're scared of, you know, losing jobs. They're scared of uh, online attacks. They're scared of all these things. And Ben, you've been subjected to this sort of hate in the past from people. How have you gotten through it? Have I gotten through it? Yeah. Well, I don't read social media, first of all. I have a, a young woman who handles uh, a very uh, modest but wonderful social media account for me. I have a very handsome, capable man to my left who handles this incredibly wonderful show and everything else on Parlor. And he's a great genius and he can handle it genius-like. His name is Judah Friedman and Judah M. Friedman. And uh, so I don't deal with it at all. I get very little hate mail. I did at one time open Facebook and look at Facebook where all it was was people sending recipes and pictures of their grandchildren and occasionally a letter from someone saying, we hate you, we're going to talk No, but I'm more referring to, Ben, the loss of when you lost work because you Oh, were well, that's been you. a catastrophe. That's been that's what I'm referring to. No, I lost, <clears throat> lost the most, uh, the big, here are the ways I lost work. One, I lost my job at Comedy Central, even though I, at the time, had either the most successful show on Comedy Central or the second most successful because I clearly advocated pro-life. And when I did that on, on camera, uh, one of the people from Comedy Center who was there said, oh, I have a really funny joke. I was like, if I do it again, no jokes. Please. I said, that madam, it was not a joke. So the, I was fired pretty soon as well. I had a column for, I don't remember, four or five years for the New York Times. I don't remember the exact number of years. 
uh, I was fired from that for uh, hosting a TV show. I'm uh, sorry, I beg your pardon, a documentary called Expelled, which uh, talked about how anybody who questions Darwinism is expelled from teaching or even being uh, any kind of teacher at any of the universities in America, even though Darwinism is a total hypothesis, never proved, nothing in it factually based. And uh, when, when they approached me from the New York Times and said, well, you can't seriously, be, what are you saying, God, there's a God? And I said, of course there's a God, and God is one who created all this, not you, not, not evolution, you come from a grain of sand, God did it. And I was fired almost immediately after that. And um, anyway, there, I, had, I was a, had quite a successful career as a script writer, and uh, that was uh, terminated basically because uh, I, one point I wrote a script about the Russian Soviet, when, when they were still a Soviet Union, Soviet takeover of the United States of America. And the guy who was the direct, the producer, yeah, no, the producer and director said that my name could not appear in the credits, even though I had written the goddamn thing, an outline of thing, not the script for sure. Uh, and uh, he said, I will not have, my, have anyone who was associated with Richard Nixon on the screen near my name. So anyway, that, that's the kind of thing that's happened to me. And that's Hollywood. what everybody, of, sir, is terrified of right now with being associated with Donald Trump. Is right, that but I, 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 I can tell you the viciousness of the left, uh, so if anyone doesn't agree with them or kiss their ass, is boundless and unimaginable. And we'll get to how do you fight back after, because like Ben said, we're not going to live in despair, and we're going to figure this out of how to not let that affect us. And we shall overcome and keep on keeping on. So Ben Boychuk, you are listening to the world according to Ben Stein. Ben Boychuk, tell people how to find us, please. Well, you're watching us on on YouTube most likely, and thank you for doing that. That uh, we, I think, we probably have a number of new viewers tonight. Which thank you very, very much for that. Please subscribe to the channel. Uh, we will keep you updated as best as we can. If you're still on Facebook, and God knows people are abandoning that sinking ship. Uh, in droves today from what I've been able to see. But nevertheless, if you're still on Facebook, like us at, uh, at The World According to Ben Stein. But um, if you found refuge on Parlor, then by all means, follow us at Ben Stein. And I want to welcome back everybody to the world according to the world according I to I want to ask some more questions from Lewis. Lewis yes, is so Lewis goddamn I'm heavily medicated tonight. Depakote, lithium, it's all, I mean, it's whatever I could find. You are taking lithium, I do not believe. And Depakote and I cough believe, syrup. I uh, well, it's whatever I could liberate today right. from I'm various pharmacies, apothecaries. Hey, Ben, you asked for it. Oh, yeah, Okay, Ben, I mean, yes. sorry, Ben or Lewis, ask a question. I'm Lewis. There, <laughs> during, during, the, during the near death, the final stages of the, uh, of whatever that would be on the Kubler-Ross scale of the Cold War, there was a phenomenon known as anti-Semitism without Jews in, in Poland. Because... Hmm. They became, they became, quote unquote, Zionists, even though they weren't uh, Jews, observant, or uh, had any Jewish lineage. But they became, tar what happens when you run out of Trumpsters, Trump supporters, 
Republicans. Oh, they won't run out. They won't run out. They won't My run point out. is when you run out of the actual people. <clears throat> they won't run out. Sir, with the great respect, I am seeing something here in Beverly Hills, West Hollywood, tonight, just tonight, that I never thought I'd see in my life, that nothing, Biden has been declared president by several media organizations. There are African-American people doing their dances, their traditional dances in the street. And all around them are Trump supporters in trucks with big Trump flags, beeping their horns. I took a detour and they're all around where I took my detour, the Trump supporters beeping their horns. I never thought there would be giant spontaneous demonstrations of Trump supporters in Beverly Hills and West Hollywood. I never thought I'd see that. The Republican Party is, as, as Ben Butchick so aptly said, being realigned dramatically to become the party of the working people. A young woman was at my house and she was asking me about, about wearing a ring on her thumb. And I said, uh, I don't think so. I said, but uh, if you want to, of course, go ahead. But uh, I said to her, that's a working class way of wearing a ring. And she and, and, and uh, she didn't understand what that meant. But Trump has drawn in the working class, the working class that I think never was expected to be Republican in an enthusiastic way. She has drawn in the working class. I, don't think I, I agree with you, but yeah. I was just going to say quickly those. It's not just the working class, Ben. He's actually brought in the Latinos. He's, yes. brought, in, he's brought in the African-American yeah. community. Like, well, I don't think he's done that yet. I mean, he, he, he's he, telling he, me he has. He, he, he how much of the African-American? African uh, very small. But he, was, he got the, uh, the more people, uh, or as a, as a percentage, people of color voted for him as a percentage at the highest rate since 1960. And may I ask a question respectfully? What is meant by people of color? Because I mean, what, does that anyone who doesn't look like Judah? Okay. So does that include does that include Asians? Does that include Hispanics? Yes. Because I've never met. I know a lot of Asians. We have a lot of Asians working for us, and, and uh, they're all solidly pro-Trump all wildly pro-Trump. And I think Asians have a natural affinity for the Republican Party, but the African-Americans, I think we, we still have ways to go with them. And uh, we, we'll find somebody, we'll find somebody, but we haven't yet. But what I was gonna say was ben, this. I wanna go to Ben Boychuk, so go ahead, Ben. No, I just wanna, to, to add to that point, uh, um, as far as the, the uh, Latino vote goes, the Hispanic vote goes, uh, Anecdote is not data, but we got lots of data coming out from exit polls that, that Trump got tremendous Latino support in Florida and even in Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh, everywhere. Even, even in Texas. But, mm -hmm. but, but from my own personal experience, uh, a Latina woman of my acquaintance, and for, I'm going to quote her exactly, and so pardon my language, but I love what she had to say. He's a thug. He's a baller. I don't give a fuck. I love him. Great, great. I love it. I love it. And if it. anybody's great. wondering why we got banned from YouTube, it's Ben Boychuk. Um, so thank you, Ben Boychuk. You're welcome. And, and um, no, but Ben, I think he's opened up the tent more than any, I don't even want to call him, I mean, I don't believe there is a Republican Party anymore. I believe it's the party of Trump. And I, I never have understood why other, how, you brought it up before, how stupid Republicans are all they had to do was follow his lead. 
That's no. all they had to do, and they no. can't even do that correctly. Well, I mean, I, again, I go back to what my friend Mr. Nixon said about them. But, I mean, I've met some who are wonderful people, but I've met others who left me with shaking my head because I could not believe they held high office. I have a question. Yeah, yes, sir. It's, as, as the lawyers would say, it's, it calls for speculation. Put, put yourself and your fellow Yale Law School classmates, boxer briefs, Mrs. Clinton, you're watching all of this. Do you think she's watching this saying, I believe this nonsense, that this guy I beat in 2008, Joe Biden, really won by these, by these numbers? You think she believes that? Are you referring to Hillary? Who are you referring to? Yeah, Mrs. Clinton, Secretary Clinton. Uh, I, I don't think that, I don't think that anyone in his or her right mind believes that this was a fair and square election and uh, whether or not Mrs. Clinton is included in that, in that category, I'm not quite sure, but uh, nobody believes this is, I mean, well, I, people are thoroughgoing Biden supporters. They believe it, sure. I mean, have you ever seen a movie, there are two movies, two movie versions and also a book, of course, the best one of the book as of 1984, people will believe what they want to believe. And the party, which in this case is, is the Democratic Party, plus the media, plus African-Americans, uh, the party, uh, plus gay people, has, the party has decreed that they have to believe it. And that if you don't believe it, you're a fascist and a racist. So I think there are people who do believe it because it's the party line. I mean, the party line is, yes, what Judah said a few minutes ago, we've gotten rid of a despot. It's incredible. People will believe any effing thing if the party says it. The party is always right. There's a wonderful movie, an incredibly great movie, called Downfall, about the last days of Adolf Hitler. Have you, you've seen it, Ben Boychuk, right? It's a great movie. Have you seen it, Lewis? I cried at the end. <laughs> Lewis, come on, stop it. No, have it's great. It's it? great. I've seen it. Yes, and, I have. And uh, at one point, uh, Ava Brown, uh, Hitler's friend, girlfriend, she, she, her brother or somebody or other said, says, you're, you're going to die here in Berlin. You've got to leave. You've got to flee. You're going to die here. And uh, he can't save you. And she says something. I can't say it in German. Just, she says, but he is the Fuhrer. Meaning, no matter what anyone else says, he's the leader. You've got to follow him. I think the Democratic Party and this group we described earlier is the Fuhrer for some for some large number of Americans. They have to believe him. He is the Fuhrer. As my and mother would that, say, that party is the Fuhrer. I want to get. He back. should plots. He I should want, plots. I, by the way, to people on YouTube, Lewis isn't actually on those medications. He's on different ones. Um, if he was on those medications, they might be working. But Ben, I want to get back to this whole idea of a media coup and this what's what's going on because people cannot grasp. And I think the hardest thing that people are having a hard time, losing is okay. The fact that the media has called an election and we're not allowed to investigate for a couple weeks is frightening to the 70 Ever. million people that voted for the president. It, we can't grasp that thought. No, we can't. No, no, that's why I said, after, after Nixon was, was, was coup d'etat out in 1960 by John F. Kennedy and his thug friends, uh, 
we we sort of uh, let it pass because nothing like that had ever happened before, and we and, and Nixon did not raise an issue about it because he was a, very much of a gentleman and, and uh, did not want to start a fight about it. So that just passed. And then when Nixon was kicked out in '74, that was uh, just uh, there's the media had built up such a firestorm of criticism of him over imaginary faults and wrongs that people said, oh, we've gotten rid of a guy who's a very bad guy. Now people are saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. This guy is perfect, not just a good president, but a sensational president, as my friend Phil DeMuth says, a, a sensational president is being, is being cheated out of the election by a group of people we don't like. And uh, we do not like the fact that these people who we don't like to start with are kicking out our president. There's going to be a lot of anger over this for a long, long time. This media coup d'etat is not going to pass quickly. I've, as I said before, I've never seen a phenomenon like this phenomenon of the angry people in their pickup trucks driving around honking and, and waving flags. Even walking down Santa Monica Boulevard, even walking along Sunset Boulevard, holding Trump flags, not afraid to carry them. Uh, I've never seen a phenomenon like that having to do with Republicans. The Republican Party doesn't grasp that they are unbelievably lucky to have him as the standard bearer. They're making a gigantic mistake. They're unbelievably lucky to have him as their standard bearer. Go for it, Ben Boychuk. Um, Because they still don't know what time it is. And the, right. And, and, they don't know what time it is. They had an opportunity. One, 2016 was a wonderfully clarifying event, and a lot of people still don't see it or didn't want to see it, right? Right. right. None so blind as those who will not see. Right. And, and so, um, and, and, and incidentally, um, we should not uh, merely blame the media for this. Uh, because I think not only we should we not blame them, we, we should blame the media, of course, but we should blame the way that the media has gotten in, into bed with uh, with the democratic establishment, the per the permanent bureaucracy, but also people within the Republican Party who simply found uh, Trump distasteful, or you know, as my um, my old boss, the late great Peter Collier, said people who had aesthetic objections to Trump. And so here we are, you know, and and so, you know, I, I, I just want to emphasize to people who may have just been joining us late or who might see this later, um, there is a realignment underway. And the things that we took for granted eight years ago, four years ago even, don't take them for granted any longer. Things well put, things extremely well put. Very well put indeed, very well put indeed. So yeah, I, I, I think uh, we have an incredible opportunity here. And in many ways, this election has been, a, as you would say, a clarifying event that tells us we have a chance to grab real extraordinary power among the people, not, not just among the beautiful people, which the Democrats have, but among people who really work with their hands and with their brains and hands yes. and drive trucks. We have an opportunity to work with them. It's funny. I was at in Beverly Hills today yeah. and uh, there were people driving around Beverly Hills and pickup trucks with big Trump signs. I thought, wow, I, I live in Beverly Hills. I'm in there off Beverly Hills often. I haven't seen trucks in Beverly Hills period, except for trucks fixing somebody's uh, water heater or something. I haven't seen trucks in Beverly Hills at all 
and now trucks are driving through there with big Trump signs on them. Something's happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man over there with a gun telling me I got to beware. Better stop now. Um, and uh, if you just tuned in, you are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. Um, ben Boychuk, why don't you tell people how they could find us? We'll get you in a minute, Lewis. You can follow us right here on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel. Uh, we'll be here as long as humanly possible. We hope to grow a massive subscriber base. So please tell your friends and family and, and anybody else who gives a crap. Find us on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube, and then when we're banned, we'll go someplace else. Well, Matt, can I say something respectfully? Uh, yes. I, I would say this is a channel for people who really love America. For yes. People who don't love, who don't, who don't think it's a terrible place, who don't think it needs to be changed or smashed and pulverized and rebuilt in the image of uh, some uh, jungle warrior from the jungles of Africa. People who like it just as it is. Yeah. And agree with change, change, absolutely. Change, people work hard, improve their families, improve their own lives. Absolutely. Full equality under the law for everybody. Absolutely, without question. Uh, no, abs no barring people on account of their race or sex. Absolutely. But smashing the society, pulverizing it, then putting it under the control of the bureaucrats. No. We're, we, we at Parler, in this show in particular, are dedicated to letting people have freedom. I was thinking as I, as I was driving over here to my own house, trying to get through the police lines and the lines of honking drugs and the lines of African-Americans doing dances in the street. I was thinking everything that's been happening in the last several years is about taking away, away control from Americans. Environmentalism, take away control over people's lives and their cars and houses and so forth. Uh, COVID, a way of taking away over control. One of the people who works for me is a Filipino pastor, Baptist pastor. I was with him when he called the police right after the shutdown started in California, the Bolshevik Republic of California. And I heard the policeman saying, you cannot have a service at your church, even if there are only five people, five people, you can't have a service at your church. And I, I it was just saying, taking away control over people's lives. Again, this election. Your vote doesn't mean anything. The media's vote means everything. They're taking away people's control over their own lives. COVID, lock people up, tell them to wear masks. Take, it's, not, it's not to me at all clear that this is at least partly a way of taking away people's control. I don't doubt that COVID is a real thing, but uh, to take away the amount of control that's been taken away uh, compared to the amount of deaths from this there's, there's something askew statistically about this. And before I get to yes, this, I just want to say this quickly. Well, well, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to finish the bit by God, even if it kills me. So don't follow us on Facebook, although you probably should follow us on Facebook, but definitely follow us on Parlor at Ben Stein. Now, Judah, go. Right, uh, thank you, Ben Boychik. Um, uh, I totally took away the train of thought uh, that I was going to say, so I will let Lewis, who's been sitting quietly, go. I can't help but think about Hubert Humphrey, who I think- Oh, I love him. An incredible human being. I love him. You and fine. I, Lewis, we're us on the same page. I know exactly what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say now. And he, he, he was a pharmacist, the son of a pharmacist, and I only wish he was my pharmacist. But, but, there was a time when the plutocrats, so-called, were associated with 
the Republican Party. The billionaire class, by and large, there are exceptions, but the billionaire class is now predominantly Democratic. Oh, Hubert, yeah. Would Hubert Humphrey recognize this party? I want to say a couple of things about Hubert Humphrey, if I may. I met Hubert Humphrey in 1960 when he was running for president against that uh, John F. Kennedy. There was a fundraiser, and my parents went to it and brought me, and I was he was such a warm, likable guy. He lived in a very modest home in a very modest neighborhood in uh, Bethesda, Maryland. Not a fancy neighborhood at all. Not a fancy house at all. And uh, someone I knew, me, asked him why he lived in such a modest house. And he said, because it's the only neighborhood I could find that wasn't restricted against Jews. And I would not, I refuse to live in a neighborhood that's restricted against Jews. You guys are too young to remember, but most of the really nice neighborhoods in big city suburbs uh, were restricted against Jews. No Jews at all. Gurnished. That's our Yiddish word. So uh, he was a really great man. He, when he ran against Kennedy, in 1960, the Kennedys just buried him with money. They went around every county, every town, every ward in West Virginia, passing out money to make people vote for Kennedy. And John F. Kennedy was traveling around the state in a private plane, and Humphrey had an old bus. And there was a guy who was a folk singer in the back of the bus. And when the campaign was falling apart because of Kennedy's money. what They did something worse in West Virginia. Well, well, but let me just say this. Okay. This, this folk singer in the back of the bus was picking away his guitar, and he was, he was singing a, a Woody Guthrie song, modified for Humphrey. He said, I'm going to vote for Hubert Humphrey. I'm going to vote for Hubert Humphrey. And it, he, was a really, he was a man of the people. He was a really great guy. Okay, the sorry. Kennedys enlisted FDR Jr. to, to write, I say write, and sign a letter that was circulated throughout West Virginia suggesting that Humphrey was a draft dodger because he uh. had not served in combat and he did not serve during World War II because of some medical issue. And he tried, he tried to enlist. And the, the Kennedys the Kennedys used FDR Jr. At, at Franklin Delano Roosevelt Jr. They enlisted him they used the roosevelt name to to malign humphrey in what was and still is an overwhelmingly protestant state to prove that they the kennedys and john f kennedy in particular as a catholic were electable in a protestant state and they did so with the help of the son of a democratic icon disgusting and uh but let's get back to the present Yes, I think the tone of today, tone of the horribly scary Saturday after this awful election fraud should be don't give up, keep fighting, ways will become clear to you. If it's just endlessly writing letters, if you're a lawyer, endlessly filing lawsuits, lawsuits are a major pain in the ass for people that you file them against. File, file them if you have a legitimate cause. Don't do it frivolously as often as you can. And you can and, donate money too to the cause. Yes. So yes. I encourage, I, I don't have a lot of money, but I did donate a few dollars to the Trump thing and Ben Boychuk over it. I want, this is a very important point and I want people to listen to me very carefully. 
there is um, one thing, a very important lesson is coming out of all of this and uh, the experience of the past four years, and that is this. Well, it, it, it's really before that, but that, that is this. There is a lot of dumb money on the right. Conservatives are very good at putting their money into piss poor causes. I'm not saying Trump is one of those causes. I think Trump was a good, good cause. I'm actually referring to people who continue to support, for example, and I'll, I'm a competitor, so I don't mind saying this, people who can continue to give money to National Review. Bill Buckley uh, did a great thing. It great, he, used to be one of the best magazines in the world. Used yeah, to be being the big word. Used to be being the big word. And yet people continue to give money to National Review because they want to honor the, the memory of William F. Buckley Jr. Well, let me tell you, those guys in 2016 went out of their way to defeat Trump and in 2020 didn't go out of their way to support his reelection because they found him, as I said a minute ago, aesthetically displeasing and more so, which is fine. But if you want to fight and if you want to win, don't piss away your hard-earned money on causes that aren't going to help us. Help us by giving money to people and causes and groups that will actually do the job. And, and I'm going to add, if I may, I, th I think Lewis Fine and I are both lawyers. Lewis, you're a lawyer, right? Jailhouse. No, he's a real lawyer. He's I have a J. I have a JD, but I don't practice. Okay. I'm telling you, get behind the, these lawsuits about the voter fraud. Get behind them. I am sitting in my office. A few steps away from me is my computer. If Judah will show me how to use it, I turn it on and donate a few bucks to the campaign uh, to make sure that Georgia, the Georgia Senate seat goes to the Republicans. I can't, and I'm right. It's just, it's just, it's just such a good way to spend your money, even if you have very little of it, as I do. Which goes back to what Ben Boychick brought up before. These are ways of not being in despair, right? So we're right. making a concerted effort. I talk to Ben Boychick probably way too many times a day. I talk to Lewis way too many times a day. But that's because I've been in despair, and I talk to you, sir, every time I'm feeling down or I call you guys, and I'm not in despair. That's way, way number one is by talking to people, knowing you're not alone. Number two, like you said, is with the lawsuits, but also we could all donate money if we can. Even if it's a few sh dollars, just donate a few shekels. <laughs> I was about to say shekel, yes. If you could donate a few shekel to, the, to any of these, you know, we are getting inundated with Trump uh, legal stuff. Let's give. You know what? Uh, let's well, if, and if I may make a, a, indulge in a bit of special pleading, uh, the Center for American Greatness, which is the parent organization of my magazine, American Greatness, is a 501c3, and it's perfectly tax deductible, and we're actually doing stuff. We're doing stuff. And so is Not the American screwing Spectator. people over. And so is the American Spectator. They're yes, absolutely. Trump, and they're I've been writing since 1972 yeah. or three, and they're great people. And, and they... They are wonderful, wonderful, saintly people. They are saintly people. Lewis Fine is also a 501c3. So I am. You, could, uh, you could donate to Lewis to help the fight. No, but, and here's the thing. Don't despair like Ben, ben Boychuk said at the beginning of the show. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. 
I thought that was everything Ben Stein, you, you, and what the point I was going to bring up Ben before that I forgot was Ben, you weren't always like this. You believed in a lot of things. You believed the government in, in certain things about the Republican party. You believed in certain, you believed that they were telling us what sometimes the truth when in fact, oh, I, I, I still believe that they do sometimes because I have, it's funny, I have a giant pile of books in my, in my bedroom, most of which are pictures of naked women, of course, but I also have the statistical abstract of the United States. And uh, believe me, I spend a lot of time reading it. Warren Buffett told me that's the only book he reads as a, as a sort of hobby. And uh, he's, he's totally right. That's a great book. And, and uh, read that book. And uh, if, if, what you're, if what your publisher is saying correlates to what's in that book, you're on to something. This is but like please, Ben Stein. Don't give up, please, 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 please. He's like the he's like I'm the Hugh Hefner of Alan Greenspan. What's her? You're like the Hugh Hefner of Alan Greenspan. Right. I want to say I want to imitate the hardest working man in show business, James Brown, and say please, please, please. Or is that some other rock singer? Please. No, James, yeah, James, James Brown. What is it? He was very active in criminal justice reform. Please, please, please don't give up. We, we, have, we have just begun. Like, please, please, please don't give up. Please. You know what else James Brown said? You know what else James Brown said? We're living in America? Well, no, in reference to any political fraudster, blind man could see it. Blind man could see that, that Trump has massive support in this country we shall overcome. Or as my mother would say, a blind man in a dark room could say. We that. shall overcome and we are not afraid. And, I, and, and by the way, I just want everybody to know, this is what hanging a drive to the desert with Ben Stein is like. Uh, with, they shall not be moved. With some the naps. Multiple, in, with shall multiple, not be moved. Multiple personality disorder? With some, with, some naps, <laughs> with some naps in between. But the biggest thing I want people to know is you're not alone. Don't despair, like Ben Boychuk says. Donate, figure out ways of filing lawsuits, find good causes there. Because they're like, you know, American Spectator, of course, American Greatness. Drive around the neighborhood in your truck honking your horn. It's exactly right. There are, we're not giving this up. There is still time to fight. We do not give up. Even yeah. no matter what, we don't give up. We do not give up. There will be occasions to fight for what's right in America always. We lost this one so far. The outcome is yet to be determined. We keep fighting to our last breath, to the last bullet, to the last man or woman or trans. I agree with you. And to quote the Beastie Boys, but a little bit off, we got to fight for our right for our party, which is the party of Trump. I got the Beastie Boys. I'm from Brooklyn and, you know, I had to do it. And I got a good laugh out of Ben Boychuk. Well, Lewis, I'll let you say something before we close. Well, I want to, to quote another person from Brooklyn because I am uh, in, I'm, I'm far out in, in the borough where he hailed from in, in Bimini. To quote my spiritual uh, guide, Adam Clayton Powell. Yes, I knew that's what you were going to say. What yeah. do you say? You got to keep the faith, he... baby. Yeah. Now, we have faith, baby. so many bands tonight. It's great. We got James. We're Brown. not afraid. We are not afraid. You know what I'm going to do after I leave here? I am going to cook dinner for my wife, for two nurses who are taking care of her, and they're fine people. 
we are not afraid. We're not afraid. We are not afraid. Come on, everybody, join in. We, we are, are not afraid. afraid. We are not afraid. Everybody, sing it. That's yeah. In my heart, I know that I do believe. And we that's all. Are afraid today i hope i hope the, the gospel yeah everybody at home Power this is ben people. stein this is the man this is the man that's going to comfort america because we are not afraid us and keep on keeping on and that's all the time we have for this edition of the world according to ben stein thanks again to ben boychik of american greatness where can people find you and american greatness ben go on parlor uh i'm at B Boychuk three. That's B B O Y C H U K three. American Greatness is on there, and of course, go to American Greatness. We've got all kinds of great stuff this weekend that you must read at www.amgreatness.com. And Lewis Fine, I don't. Not where can people find you, but how do people find you? Uh, call or write Biden campaign headquarters. And I promise you the telegrams will reach me. I'm L-F-E-I-N, L-Fine on Parler. And um, it, it, with some amazing posts, I want to remember everybody to follow the world according to Ben Stein um, on YouTube. You shall not be moved. And at Ben Stein on Parler and uh, the world according to Ben Stein on Facebook. And sub please subscribe to our YouTube channel so we could keep this... Uh, party and the singing going what can we say one more thing say very quickly okay. one day leaving my wife and i my wife and i were leaving the yale co-op in 1969 roughly to go home for christmas vacation and african-american woman whom i knew from the black panther party said to me she knew me well she said ben don't do it up too much and intensify the class struggle Thank you very Florida much. Words, and uh, I just want to remind everybody, because somebody just brought this up, fists up, the Florida recount scandal lasted 37 days. We can make it through this. As Ben said, sing it. Say it one more time, Ben. What, 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 will, what will we overcome? We will. We shall overcome, and we are not afraid. We are not afraid. I'm Judah Friedman, and we will see you next time.